sir? It's early afternoon as our scene opens now. And here in the kitchen of the small house, halfway up in the next block, we find Mrs. Victor Gook and young Mr. Rush Gook. Mother and son are standing beside the gas stove, and the latter, who is removing his cap and mackinaw, is saying protestingly, well, I'm a person that think I call these special teachers' meetings. This was one afternoon I thought I could entertain my symbol club ladies and not be interrupted. I expect they ought to go call in some ditch when the principal calls a special teachers' meeting. Mr. Corkle was here yesterday to read the gas meter. Mr. Gertner was here yesterday to check on the city water. The brick mush man was here yesterday to deliver brick mush. And Mr. Erickson was here yesterday to see about the back porch. I thought I had the nine million different ones out of the way. But no, my thimble ladies arrive, and Ms. Apparat starts to read her paper on the big trees of California, and she no more than reads two sentences, and in thunders my little boy. Well, Mom, I don't call these special teachers' meetings. Mr. Chinbunny does. How does Mr. Chinbunny expect children to get an education? Every other day he calls a special teachers' meeting. Huh. I feel guilty, and I can't put my finger on what I feel guilty about. Well, i got to get back to my ladies. Oh, I won't make any noise and disturb you, Mom. I'll say you won't. i got a great big physical geography assignment to study. It'll keep me busy clear up till 4 o'clock. All right. If it wasn't raining out, I wouldn't have come home at all. Is it raining out? Well, not exactly raining. Kind of a misty drizzle. You can see it on the window. Well, I guess Mother is mean to her baby. Not at all. Well, now i got to get back to my ladies. Okay. If anybody comes to the door, try to keep them from talking too loud. You bet. I'll explain that Ms. Apparat is reading an essay on the big trees of California. Yeah. I'll explain that my mother's entertaining the Thimble Club ladies, and it's very important that she... Oh, my. I hold your hold. My watch is running mighty slow. <laughs> Hi, Gus. Hello, Rush. Who is your pretty companion? Did you ever know it to fail? What a fine welcome this is. I wish I'd call in some viaduct and sod myself to sleep. Bring work home from the office? Yes. I'm a beast and a rather. My thimble club ladies are in the living room. I trust that your thimble club ladies enjoy robust health and that they're Can you work out here? Yes. Unless your thimble club ladies yell and screech and distract me. Miss Apparat is about to read a paper on the big trees of California. She'll enjoy that. When she concludes it, I hope the applause is light and language. Well, i got to get back. Fine. The ladies will wonder what on earth become of me. And you fellas can sit down here at the kitchen table, can't you, with your books and papers? Sure. And you'll be quiet as mice, huh? You bet, Mom. It's raining outside. Yeah, Rush told me. Looks like it might rain the rest of the afternoon. Uh-huh. I was reading an article in last night's paper where it stated heavy precipitation is expected in North Dakota next spring. One of the leading weather forecasters in that vicinity predicts that the people can oh, look forward to... Oh, funny, man. Hey, I bet you thought I'd run out the back door and escape to Peoria. Most night I'd been in my... Hello, Elizabeth. Oh, why are you home from school? Mr. Chinbunny called a special teacher's meeting. He's a cook and should be feathered. Yeah. That's saying, yeah. I'd expect Papa to work. <laughs> uh-huh. He's very melancholy to have such a slow-witted son. Yeah. Well, we have a nice afternoon for work. The rain outside falls softly and the atmosphere is conducive. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Fletcher. Well, rush, honey, old boy. You on deck, too, are they, Zach? Greetings, Uncle Fletcher. By George, you're pretty as a pitcher. That's right. You look kind of wet. I am kind of wet. Your corduroy cap droops down. My corduroy cap droops down. The knees of my pants sag. My shoes squealed out water when I stopped down hard. And small lobules of rain tumble on my leather necktie. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, uh, you can't roast me, Vicaria. Joke rolls off my back exactly like a duck. I think your mother yelled something, Harriet. Uh, yes, ma'am. Is there somebody coming to the kitchen just then? 
Yes, Uncle Fletcher. Hello, Uncle Fletcher. Beg pardon? Mom called out hello, Uncle Fletcher. Oh, hello, Sadie. How are you? I'm wet. <laughs> Mom's got the Thimble Club ladies in the living room, Uncle Fletcher. That's right, Rush. I've been riding on Gulfbox's garbage wagon, Sadie. I scrounged down in the back of the half-wet wagon with a tarpaulin over my head, but she got too moist and steamy for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Miss Atherot's reading her paper now, Miss. I was just telling Vic and Rush here, my corduroy cap droops down, the knees of my pants sag, my shoes squeals out water when I stop down hard, and small lobules of rain tumble on my leather necktie. Ha, <laughs> 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 Can Miss Atherot go ahead with her paper now, Miss? Uh, sure. Uh, Sadie's entertaining a crowd of women in the living room. Is that a fact? One of them is reading an essay. I guess we're expected to be quiet. Yes, indeed. No, the way it is with me, I scrambled on the back of the back porch of garbage wagon with Ooh, a tarpaulin over my head, but she was far from pleasant. You take the bed of a garbage wagon, she gets steamy in the rain. Man's not under the impression he's in any rose arbor. <laughs> what dear old pal this will turn out to be. Anyway, I don't like potato peelings in my hair. Hello, Mr. Sprawl. Good afternoon, sir. Sprawl, honey, old pal. Yes. Come in and close the door. Yeah, the rain, it's coming down pretty brisk outdoors. Shut the door, Sprawl. Look what I bought in the ten-cent store. Your baby bonnet? No. My daughter Florence sends away for my baby bonnets. She gets them in Syracuse, New York. I was born in Syracuse, New York. The other day you said you was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. You were born in Boston, Massachusetts. I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Well, where do you buy your baby bonnet? Syracuse, New York. Uh-huh. That's where I was born. Where? Syracuse, New York. Oh, the heck with it. No, but you take a man that scrounges in the bed of a garbage wagon with a tarpaulin over his head, he runs the risk of not being welcome in the gold and silver drawing room of your fastidious rich woman. Yeah, I imagine. Here's what I bought in the ten-cent store. What, Mr. Sprawl? I got it underneath my shawl. That looks like a waterproof baby bonnet, Sprawl. It is. Only waterproof baby bonnet ever to come out of Toledo, Ohio. I thought you bought your baby bonnets in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, but not my everyday baby bonnets. My everyday baby bonnets are by in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, That's where I was born. St. Louis, Missouri? Yes. I see. Here's what I bought in the ten-cent store. A whistle? A siren. My daughter Florence told me to buy it. Then when I want a saucer soup or handful of peanuts with chocolate smeared on outside, I just blow my siren and my daughter Florence brings me what I want. Uh-huh. I'll let you hear what she sounds like. Uh, no, no, I don't no, think no, I do. Now, Mr. Hey, you hey, got a got a whistle by George. Hey! Oh, Mr. Sprawl dropped in, say. He's got a siren. I bought this siren in a ten-cent store. Used to have a siren I bought in Baltimore, Maryland. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. So was I. Yes, I know you were. Okay. No, but getting back to that other nonsense, I don't know of any sure way for a man to lose his popularity with the rich and fashionable velvet draped drawing room women than to scrounge down the back end of the garbage wagon under a tarpaulin on a rainy day. I hear another guest coming. Uh-huh. He's a bacon rind stuck in your chin and a stalk of celery plastered against your ear and the fashionable ladies lose interest right now. Hello, oh, Mr. Mr. Custard. Custard. Oh, yes. Why, Jimmy Custard, by George. Hello, Mr. Hamilton. Hello, Mr. Farrell. Good afternoon, Mrs. Jackson. Are you the lady at the house? No. I live across the alley. 
I need to collect some statistics. Close the door, Jimmy, old pal. This is terrible. Yes, Jimmy, close the door. Well, I'll close it, Uncle Fletcher. Yeah, do that, Rush. Jimmy is confused. He sure is if he thinks Mr. Sprawl is the lady of the house. You think I'd better identify myself, Mr. Emerson? I am the city Calistalker. Uh, yeah, I, I know you. Where are my transparent glasses, my iron-bound notebook? Oh, here's my iron-bound notebook. Oh, look out, it's slipping. Oh, oh. That's the heaviest notebook I ever heard of. The city Calistalker needs a heavy notebook. If you haven't got a heavy notebook, you can't collect statistics. I collect statistics. And the city Calistalker. Mrs. McDermott, hello. Oh, hello. This is terrible. Who are you talking about? Oh, yes. I guess I'll blow my siren. No, I don't think I would, Mr. Stahl. This siren I bought in the 10th store. But I did own a sirene I bought in Lebanon, Indiana. That's where I was born. That's where I was born. Mighty glad to hear. Hey, hey! Mind my notebook slipping again? Thank George. Nothing like a rainy day for excitement. Hello, Mr. Montgomery. Hello, Mr. Custard. I am the city calistoker. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> I didn't notice you come in the kitchen, kiddo. I didn't either, Ma. Oh, I thought I'd stroll out. Hello, Uncle Fletcher. Hello, Lady Conley. How are you, Mr. Sprawl? I was born in Somerset, Kentucky. Uh-huh. I'm the city calistoker. I know you are. Is everybody having fun? Oh, yes. Which concludes another brief visit at the small house halfway up in the next block.